I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Churros! The Tacticus Podcast. Ole! On Monday, February 13th, the day before V-Day, where all around the world, couples and non-couples just get together. And whatever happens after that varies. But it's also significant because the Champions League returns tomorrow. And guess what, Diego? You know who's the club world champion? The greatest team on earth? The greatest team ever? The one and only Real Madrid prioritized the most important trophy, not La Liga, where only... Only teams from one country can win. We're talking about world champions, where every single team on earth is eligible and only one team wins and is crowned earth champions. That's Real Madrid, baby. So over to you as you run away with your, your Mickey Mouse league. I'm, I've lit up a virtual cigar. I, I am... Uh... Vaping in honor of the eighth time you guys are crowned world champions. I lost track. I think it's. I mean, I think it's uh, five in the new format when it was rebranded. But I think it's more if you take it back before the rebrand. Well, listen, <laughs> uh, it was an important one to win for you guys. God forbid you would come home empty-handed. <laughs> so. Um... It was a good moral boost, we'll put it that way. It's mm. good for the confidence levels, I think. Yeah, right, uh, Vinny. It was a 5-3, man. I mean, I, full disclosure, no surprise, as we always give it to our listeners, nice and raw. I didn't watch the match. 5-3. That was an eight-goal thriller that took place between Helmaji uh, and the... So can you explain to me who you guys faced as well? <laughs> this is zero dedication on your part. Look, I just want to put it out there oh, just that the background, the background. Bar- if Barcelona played in this Club World Cup, I would watch it. 
Just say no. I'd know who I'd know who you played. You would not. You would. I would. Not. I absolutely would. I mean, you, uh, you, well, we wouldn't know. We don't know you because you've never been in. You you've never in in the situation where you could play in these World Cup games. No, so stop. I don't know. Did you watch Barça Betis in the Super Cup? Yes, I did. Absolutely did. I feel like there have been games where you're like, uh, full disclosure, I haven't watched the game. So the one against uh, Inter City, whatever they're called in the Copa del Rey. What are they called? Hey, there you go. It's the Copa del Rey, man. That's the I did third not most watch important. that one. All right. Well, uh, uh, no. So yeah, just let me. Know. The the your opponents were who in which Arab league? <laughs> Semi final was against Al Ahli, Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Al Hadi and. Yes. Okay, yeah. and uh, the final was against Al Hilal of Saudi Arabia. Ah, ah, excuse me. Okay, yeah, Saudi it was Arabia. so. So, so it, that that's what I thought. So they are the let's say Barça to Al Nassr, who are the version, the let's say the Madrid of the Saudi Arabian league. Is that correct? Like that is the big derby there. Is that not correct? Am I not staying this? I, I maybe. I thought that's what I remembered of this team when I first read who you were facing in the final. Al-Hadi? Yeah. Al-Halal in the final. Al-Halal. In yeah. the final. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Well, tell me, please. Enlighten me. 5-3. Yeah. Uh, it was... With Vinicius playing very well, I, I read. Vinicius and Fede Valverde, those are the two, I think, that were standouts, which was not much needed because we're very, very reliant on both of those in terms of offensive production this season, especially with Benzema being in and out of the lineup with injuries or poor form. Um, although he's kind of increasing the uptick now, you, we really needed Fede to get going. This was a guy who, yeah. um, it was a big story over the past week when he talked about how much Uruguay's elimination affected him. Mm. Also, some complications during his partner's pregnancy, but all is well now. Uh, it's a healthy baby, thankfully, and... He looks like he's gotten his confidence back. He's gotten his mojo back. I wrote about this, that he's gotten his mojo back, which is important for Real Madrid. If nothing else, if uh, you, what, you, what you really get from this tournament, to me, outside the trophy, is really maybe a boost in the confidence levels. Yeah. Going yeah. up for Fede and Vinicius in particular. Mm-hmm. Defense wasn't great. We played bad defense. And that's why we conceded three goals. That's why you conceded three. Well, yeah. So that's that's the the gist that I got was Vini and Valverde being the <clears throat> the main uh, destacados players that were highlighted of this match. And yeah. and I think what you're saying with Valverde is, Valverde is spot on. It he clearly, admittedly now, self admittedly had a little dip. You know, yeah. peaks and troughs, right? Uh, that's that's life. <clears throat> you can't just be peaking. Um, yeah. But uh, I would imagine that it's encouraging for Madridistas that he is hitting the form that he is uh, at such a crucial time in the season, obviously. Big time. And uh, where you ha- are so reliant on, on that third front man to also be uh, have an impact and an influence on the game. Um with Rodrigo there, though, for the big games, for the finals, for the Clásicos now, crunch time, you're choosing Valverde every time over Rodrigo? Is he destined to become a great, you know, a best uh, sixth sixth man? I mean, as a, if you could catch my, uh, you know, basketball analogy here. How I think Ancelotti sees it, and he's actually, this is, 
not even too much of a hunch, but I think it's really how he sees it because Ancelotti himself has spoken about this, that he likes the fact that Rodrigo can can come in off the bench. Mm. He sees him in that role. Whether So whether I agree with it or not, irrelevant. I think this is our next big game is against Liverpool. And I think the starting lineup will be the starting front six is true. Many Cruz, Modric, Fede Valverde on the right, Vinicius on the left, Benzema up top. And then off the bench, you have Kamavinga, Ceballos, and Rodrigo as your, as your, your, probably your three options off the bench. That's the way I think Carlo sees it. And Carlo has actually said that he does see Rodrigo in that role. Cause he really, he's, this has been part of Carlo's, excuse me, message over the past two years or so. It's been, it matters a lot how you end games as much as you start games. And he sees kind of like this almost a blurry line between his starters and his bench players. And because he he has a you know a mob of players he brings in off the bench and the way he closes out games. Those are kind of NBA terms, like closing out games, who's your yeah. who's your who's your five to close out the game. Football doesn't really work that way, but Carlos probably like the closest thing to that analogy in football right now, where he like he really talks about this a lot. It matters who you close out the games with. And he sees Rodrigo as part of that unit. Well, I think it's a fair, you know, I mean, what, what might I say? <laughs> that's fair. Angel, I agree with Angelotti on this one. No, I think that's a fair way to sort of, uh, you're a fair way to approach <clears throat> the game and the game of football as well. I think too often we get concerned with, which, you know, this player hasn't played full 90 minutes since uh, 14 months ago was the last time that he played the full 90 minutes. You know, nowadays, football is a game of five substitutions with very talented player. I think players, and, and, and you know, we see Angelotti, not just Angelotti, but, but Xavi and, and, and uh, other coaches, the Premier League coaches, big teams with a lot of talent, with a lot of players that are, you know, have a, a, are ambitious uh, not to say players of humble teams are not ambitious and, and, and they'll have their own struggles. My point being is if you're choosing between uh, Fede Valverde, Rodrigo, or uh, Rafinha, and Dembele and Ansu Fati, etc., you know, you're going to have to make tough choices and you're going to have to be, as Xavi puts it as well, uh, injusto, unjust sometimes with players. And whether that's <clears throat> by taking him off after 65 minutes and letting the other guy get, you know, uh, in on the action for 25 minutes. <laughs> this sounds a little, all right, I, I have a sick mind, but um, you, you, we're talking football here. So you, <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say? I, I always understand what you're saying because I know Good. you. All right. So, but you know what I mean? So I don't think that this is, uh, uh, um, I think, yeah, it, it, it's an unpopular uh, practice, maybe, for the players and, and maybe for the fans as well. But I think as a coach, that's how you see it. You see the game as a game of two halves. One having a larger portion, maybe, of that half and, and then the other one. But um, I don't I don't see it as a bad thing to be viewed as a good closeout player and 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 that might be for their defensive uh, uh capabilities as well maybe they sacrifice more and, and track back maybe they are a little bit more you know uh they have different sorts of skill sets but 
uh, we, uh, yeah, to bring it home, and we see it with Xavi as well. Yeah, um, I, I still think like Rodrigo is in your best eleven. That's in part because I don't see Cruz and Modric starting together is as being our best eleven. Oh, think, don't don't tell Tony that. Yeah, that's interesting. So you, because I had a conversation with Lucas about this earlier today, and he interpreted that that Cruz quote that I'm assuming you're referring to as something that was a little bit, I don't know what the word is. Yeah, well, it sounded. He was taking I, shots. I, I didn't interpret it that way. Um, and I was kind of did surprised you see that it or he did you read it? I read it. He said he saw it. And I said, okay, maybe that's the context that I was missing. But it didn't seem like it was it was shots more so than it was like, hey, me and Modric can still play together even though we're old. It might be, you know, he's German, so he might be translating, God knows that me on this podcast, I've said some absolute outlandish gibberish shit because of my awkward way of phrasing and translating directly from Dutch or Spanish into English and vice versa and whatnot. So yeah. it might be clumsy, uh, you know, translation. And he didn't say it like, you know, oh, these motherfuckers better watch the fuck out because Madrid and me are still here. And while we're still here, you know, everybody else is number two. See, I, I think it was... I interpreted it more as the the first Pecking part of order. what you said. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, hey, motherfuckers, we're still here. But I don't think, I didn't take it as a slight to the younger guys. It would seem very out of character for him. I know you would love for this to be true because I know you hate him because of the country he's from, but. It's fine. Come on, stop saying that always. People are going to believe it. Doesn't matter what they believe. <laughs> the truth is the truth. Um. Listen, he gave up on a German team a long time ago. He must have caught wind of me being like, you know, my, my. so ever since I, you know, now I face him when he's a Real Madrid player, you know, it's a hate-hate situation. <laughs> Go on. Well, but I don't even know where the, the point, my well, the point is, is the point, the point is, is there in your best starting 11, you said. I think, no, I, no, I, I think. I think they're in the Once de Gala that Ancelotti has in his mind. I don't think that they should be paired together starting in big games, especially. So that's the way I see it. And this goes back to the Rodrigo discussion. I think I'd, I would start him in the front three and put Fede in midfield. And, and I would have either one of Fede or Kamavinga in midfield is the way I would do it. So Kama's coming off the bench, COC. That's the other tricky thing is it's really hard to bench Kamavinga too, the way he's playing. And I don't, it's, you know. It, it, I, it, I was surprised the ease at which you said it. I was like, jeez. It's like a, a dad just turned his cold shoulder on his son. Well, or like, you... or, or, or put, put him on blast on his IG, faking a little mustache <laughs> while his son is looking off. No one, uh, no one listening to this podcast will understand that reference because only people <laughs> on close friends see that story. So no one saw that except for you and some some other people. Um, well, that's a good problem to have. So how do you like? I, you don't have a a dog in this race. Is that an expression? Dog in this race. It dog is in to the me. fight. Both got one in a race, one in a fight. <laughs> um, if you. Like who? Who do you bench, Kamavinga or Fede? You know what I mean. 
It's a tough one. I mean, if you know, when Fede exploded onto the scene, era mucho Fede. It was yeah. an amazing version of. of I Fede mean, he's Valverde. more accomplished, mm. more established, rather. Probably both, but. What's his nickname again? El Pajarito or something? Pajarito, right? Pajarito. Periquito. Yeah. Um, Perico as well. But, um, well, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Look, we're. we're <laughs> it's really good for Hamaji that you guys are playing such a wounded Liverpool. I mean, there's talks of tonight being Klopp's last match. Uh, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it is being floated around. So you you got to like your odds, man. You got to be, you know, coming out. You, you just talked about this being a moral booster, these tournaments. The same was, of course, for Barca and the uh, Supercopa de España. These are little trampolines that give you that little moral boost for the Vinnies and the Fedes to feel good and leading into this part of the season, right? So you guys must be fancying your, your yourselves as always on the European stage, but against this wounded Liverpool in particular? Well, given that I think we can all agree La Liga is over. So, and I don't know, it's always tricky talking about where you focus, where you prioritize, because to me, you still put probably your, you're going to try to win La Liga. But I think what happens subconsciously, maybe your brain goes to the Champions League. In some sense, some of this will break for us in some way, maybe, because we are facing Liverpool who are not as strong as they have been in the past. Three of the best teams in the world right now are not in the Champions League, Barcelona, Manchester United, Arsenal. And PSG have to fight Bayern. Some of this stuff is breaking our way. Mm-hmm. It would be still extremely unlikely for us to do do this again, but you might argue the path might be easier this this year than it was last year. Last year was really tough. PSG, Chelsea, mm. City, Liverpool. The path, well, I think by default will be easier this year. Then it remains to be seen how are Vinicius, Benzema, Fede going to perform, all that stuff. Cruz and Modric when you're older. You can't you can't just put yourselves in a hole every year and expect to come back. You're gonna have to perform better over the course of 180 minutes. You also don't get the Bernabeu in second leg. I think, I mean, you get it this this against Liverpool, but I think the you may not get it in the future rounds. I think from what I remember, the mm-hmm. how the bracket works out, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, this is where we where we're probably gonna mentally focus now. That and Copa del Rey. Where are you on the spectrum of Kule outside Kule looking in? Barca's doing amazing, won 11 games in a row. Xavi tying one of Pep's records in terms of longest consecutive wins. And all of that might get overshadowed again. It's 12, 12, 12 consecutive. 12 consecutive, I apologize. All of that to just go down the drain the day after Barca won the league. Marcus front page. Campeones Europa! <laughs> It's, it is very annoying, that stuff. I'm not going to lie. I know you hate that part of this the most. <laughs> uh, 
Well, listen, man. Hey, I'll take it right now, you know. If you tell me Madrid, Barca win the league and Madrid win the Champions League, I'll say, yeah, okay, let's go. Let's do it. Fuck it. I know it means one more notch on the belt for hell, my G. God knows you guys don't need it. But uh, well, here's, here's one Xavi for you. Is doing, we're winning La Liga. Xavi's doing a great job. And we're next year, we're coming for you. We're coming for the champion. The champion. I don't doubt it. But here's the hypothetical for you. What? Would you rather Barcelona wins Europa League and La Liga? And and Real Madrid win the Champions League, or would you sacrifice the Europa League to not see Real Madrid win the Champions League? Well, so you, you, get, you get two titles. Mix. You said El Doblete, Europa League. So you League. get Doblete and yeah. Real Madrid get Champions League, or would yeah. you rather only win La Liga and Real Madrid don't win the Champions League? Oh, I mean, that's an, that's so easy. Obviously, number two. So I'll that, Europa so, League. so your hate trumps love in this situation. Oh, your yeah, hate yeah, for yeah. Real Madrid trumps your love for Barcelona here. Then, oh, for sure. But but you know that that's <laughs> that that's like it's on record. It's on record. I have no shame. They hate us. That. I mean, my my anti Madridismo is as strong as my love for Barca. Like, you know, it's it's and and the Europa League. We I discussed it. Was it last pod or a few pods ago? I feel like that's a lose-lose situation because we're going to get made fun of, yes or yes. Whether we win it, we'll be like, look at these suckers, losers, celebrating the Europa League. And if we lose, they'll be like, look at these losers losing the Europa League. So Okay, what about, what about triplete? You get Copa del Rey in here too with Europa League and La Liga. What about then? <laughs> you're, just, you're drunk on Copas is what you are. Okay, so what is it? Triplete, Copa, Europa League, and Liga, and you guys win the Champions League? Uh, what is it? What is the bet now? So you get I was Copa ready to del... go for Liga for... Huh? You, never, you, you get Copa del Rey, Europa yeah. League, and La Liga, and Real Madrid mm. win the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Of course. Okay, so that. That, that's enough then. That, that you would no, be okay La, Liga, with that. La Liga alone was already enough. I said I'll do a, league, a straight Liga for Champions trade. We'll win the league. You guys win the Champions League. I'll take that right now. Sure. Oh, well, that, but, then, but then when I asked you if you would do Europa League and La Liga and we would no, win the Champions League, you wouldn't accept that. No, but so. you said no, no. You said that I could cancel out the Europa League for canceling out your champions. I said oh. yes. I'll do oh, that. No. But you're obviously you're you're own, I am assuming you're only winning La Liga, so everything else would be extra on top of extra, it. Extra, right, right. Well, look, I don't want to assume that we won La Liga yet. Look, everything looks really good. Ah, stop it. Stop no, it. man. Stop look, it. this will be a great achievement. I don't want to like downplay or um, you know, make it sound underwhelming that Xavi already has La Liga on the bag. I think that that would be a that's a massive when that happens. I want to sit back and enjoy the moment and light up another virtual cigar. Um, I say virtual. I just mean a vape. But um, I, to be quite honest, and this no, is coming from someone out of the game, like, you know, right. I don't really know what people, what the youths do with their cigars and cigarettes, but I've never seen a, a vape cigar. Okay. Are they common? Well, I mean, yeah, these are like disposable vape, vapes, vapes disposable vapes i can't even see do you see my eyes right now i, I can't even oh i'm so tired 
Oh, I thought you can say you're so stoned. I was no. like, geez. I probably look Spread stoned. The love, Ken. But it's my version of stoned is my three-year-old right now just does not sleep. He oh. doesn't sleep at all. He walks around the house because he doesn't have a crib anymore. He walks around the house, goes in the pantry, eats. He's this three-year-old, not 30. He walks around and then and then he eventually just goes to sleep at some point in the night. And then wakes up at 5 a.m. and jumps on the bed and doesn't comprehend why we're sleeping. Like, you guys, he's, like, trying to convince us, you don't need sleep, guys. We don't need to sleep. Get up. Like, he's, he's in that mode right now. I'm, I'm literally fried. I'm so tired. <laughs> now, hence you taking your sleep serious and enjoying your hours. You, you get your hours in when you can now. Not even. There's no hours when I can get in my sleep. It's just, I just don't. Well, not for now, but there will be again. Don't worry. One These day. are just phases, Keon. We all go through it. All dads, all parents. And um, <clears throat> hey, man, you have my sympathy. Trust me. It's very difficult to work and execute at 100% when you have kids that keep you awake at the uh, at night. Uh, yeah. And we all got to find out the hard way. That was my, that's my biggest and it's still sort of my biggest uh, – because, you know, I, uh, whether you're standing in front of a camera or, or writing, a, you know, a match report, um, you got to be at 100%, right? And, and I found it difficult to do that on camera or I've had to learn to do that on a camera. And it's, it's, it's yeah, because, you know, people watching don't care whether you've slept eight or slept two. Similar to our listeners, Kian. So let's get back to uh, what we were discussing. And this Football Club Barcelona's flawless record so far this 2023. Six consecutive wins. You listed a few more, or a, a, a few that you talked about the 12 consecutive games without losing in the league. That's 16 consecutive games without losing in all competitions. Beating Villarreal, where... We have won for the past 16 years. We have not lost in La Ceramica. Last one was 2007. We've beaten them for a fourth consecutive season, five out of six last visits. And doing so, Kian, we've also picked up our 10th away, away win of the 11 possible 30 points of a possible 33 away. The only one where we dropped points was... Oh, of course. The cathedral. <clears throat> so, and we did so by winning one goal to nil. Now, we've talked, last time we discussed, or you were asked a question by one of your loyal followers, followers one of your minions, that said, <laughs> how come... I love when you refer the, are, to them as minions. I love that. <laughs> how come we are losing to this awful Barca and... Uh, you kind of flipped it on him and you discussed how... I defended Barca. You defended Barca. As and, I and... always do for for all the bad rep I get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, just to say that, you know, there are these games where obviously the scoreline isn't maybe as flashy, even though the, 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 the... I don't know if you saw the game. The game was really good. So The, the Villarreal game? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it, yeah. So I, I want to get your tactical take on it, but before I just finish off this list of uh, stats, because <clears> yes, <throat> it was a game that was won by one goal to nil. Yes, that is now 17 of 18 games uh, where Barca have had to win one goal to nil. Um, it's done 
so how should I set this up? Um, Pedri has scored four of his six goals in the league in games that have ended in one goal to nil in Barca's favor, meaning hmm. of those games, the seven games that I mentioned, 12 of those points in four of those games have come directly from Pedri. Pedri scored the one nils against Celta, Getafe, at home, Girona and Villarreal away. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I could go on and list a few more stats, but I think that one was the most telling one. The importance of Pedri, the goal scorer, six goals, seven in all competitions, six in the league, four, as I said, uh, gave Barca 12 points. And, um, you know, this is a Pedri who I put in my top 10, and I'm going to stick with that. And with the passing of each game, I think my case is getting stronger and stronger. I ask you, Kian, for your tactical take with the question, is Pedri, if he's not in your top 10 of all players, current players at the moment, is he in your best midfielder conversation at least? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think he's yeah. I think he's definitely among the shortlist of of midfielders. I mean, like if you had to do put it this way, if you had to like, if there was a draft, for example, every team was starting from scratch, and you needed a midfielder, you could totally justify taking him number one if you wanted to. It would be justifiable. <clears throat> um, there's one. I, I mean, I think I think Pedri is amazing. I also was really impressed with just the connection with Lewandowski in this game. There was another one that didn't result in a goal, but it was a, a beautiful pass for Pedri into that right half space that Lewandowski missed. Yeah. Pepe Reina was inspired, man. He had good, big saves on Lewy. I think there's one player who, to me, is severely underrated in this Barcelona team because all we hear about is Pedri Gavi, Pedri Gavi, Pedri Gavi. If you're going to say Araujo, he's not underrated. No, not Araujo. Araujo is properly rated as one of the best center backs in the world. Um, Frankie de Jong. Mm. I I thought he was arguably your best player against Villarreal. And I, okay, interesting. I just think he's so intelligent with his the way he positions, positions himself off the ball defensively. He had six interceptions in this game. And there were times where, like, Villarreal... Villarreal are a good team, right? I mean, Barca's press was very good, but there were 
Villarreal have played good. under pressure before. They know how to escape a press. Yeah. And there were a couple yeah. times in this game, more than a couple times, where you could see that they were doing the right thing to get the ball out of their feet and up the field. And just when you think they've escaped, Frankie sprinting into a flying interception to prevent that from happening. He works really hard. He works hard. Um, I feel a little bit vindicated, sadly enough, because it's been good for you guys. Mm. That I, I was like, you guys are crazy if you let this guy go. Mm. I get that he would bring in money. His salary is not ideal because of what Bartomeu did. But from a pure football perspective, I was like, if you guys lose him, I'd be happy with that. Mm. But he's been really, really good. And I just, I don't know if this is, maybe this is me again coming to the defense of Barca players or whatever, but... <laughs> I think he, I don't I think, think people talk about him enough because they never right. mention him when they talk about Pedri Gavi. They never mention him. I, I feel like maybe maybe they do, and I just don't know. But uh, maybe you would know better than me. His his name is not highlighted, not splattered on the newspapers, <clears throat> the way the other players are. The other names, the Pedris and Gavis. That's for a hundred percent sure. Um, I also think maybe that is all right, as in. I think everything that happened that transpired over the the previous summer where you know the obviously rumors with Manchester United were very hot and his name was in a newspaper for as you mentioned right the whole contractual situation and that whole setup and finances not being ideal for the club so I think it's um He will get his dues from the press, but if he doesn't, I don't think that bothers Frankie very much. He's not a person that, that I get the perception at least that looks for his name to be in the papers. He simply wants to have minutes, play football, and be, I guess, f- treated fairly by the coach or, or, or feel important for the coach, you know, feel valuable for the coach. And in that sense, that respect and relationship is there between Xavi and, and uh, Frankie, who I think have mended their relationship when they, there maybe were doubts over the summer, summer what as to what Frank or uh, Xavi rather wanted out of Frankie uh, and wasn't necessarily getting. I think we're seeing, and Frankie also uh, lacked consistency, and and that is what he's getting now. That's what he's hitting now. He's consistently being giving high production and, and being very valuable for the team in a quiet way in in maybe a Busquets kind of way in, um, you know, a Dennis Rodman, if kind of way, if you will, where, you know, he does the dirty work. You, as you mentioned, he works hard. He tracks back. He makes key interceptions, um, rebounds, you know, the comparison the, 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 that I'm drawing here with Dennis Rodman, and similar can be said by by obviously other players that work defensively ever very hard. You know, I want to give a, a special mention to Kunde, not just for what he does defensively, but his work in the press as well. That eventually, you know, led up to the to the one nil, where he intercepts the ball, ends up with Frankie, Frankie, Rafinha, Rafinha, Pedri, Lewandowski back to Pedri, and then the goal, beautiful goal. How yeah. nice was that? It was it was ridiculous actually. So, so the whole team is, I think, sacrificing and working hard. The same can be said about uh, Rafinha. And, and that's something that I think Xavi values in his players, wants to see from his players and why he has a more defined and clear starting 11. And it will be very, and you know, we talked about it on the pod as well, Kian, 
the whether he was going to choose uh, or stick to four midfielders or choose an extra uh, a natural winger and forward. And I think we both said, you know, Kessie seems like the the most logical option because why fix something uh, that isn't broken? And with four midfielders, it, it seems that Xavi right now has just found the magic formula for Barca to uh, steamroll through La Liga at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the Frankie's new role has obviously helped. I, I don't think Frankie has ever been in a position like this to succeed the way he has. I think Xavi's really figured out where his best position is. I think he's found a blueprint that works. I think that's part of the reason why also Barca looks so much better and more consistent is that they have kind of figured out what their identity is. Not that they necessarily haven't, but I think it's more ingrained now. You know, it takes time. So I think I think it's just clicking a little bit better now. Mm. Uh, what were your overall impressions of that game, though? Like, does this fall in line with the the string of games that Barca haven't scored more than one goal, have struggled a little bit, but have grinded out? Look, man, I, like when I said Pepe Reina had an inspired night, I, I genuinely mean that. He had some key saves, big blocks and, and stops on, on Robert Lewandowski in particular. He tried from all angles, from inside the box, from outside. And, um, you know, Pepe had a good night. I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, uh, whether you're a neutral fan or be a Real fan or a Barca fan, saying that Barca could have walked away with a 2-0 win, um, or if they would have, rather, nobody would batter an, an eye, you know, and, and, and it would be well-deserved. You could say, well, Villarreal had chances to level the score. Marco André Testegen didn't really have to make such crucial saves as uh, Reina did. Yeah. A lot of the Villarreal shots were went wide off the mark, whether it was Chukweze or Alex and... Uh, yeah, they were just badly taken chances. Obviously, they did get the 1-1, but that one was ruled offside for the initial pass. Uh, so rightfully ruled offside. It would have been that would have been a, be- a very nice goal indeed. That was a nice uh, bit of, of, of uh, passing between uh, the Villarreal players. Eventually, for Chukweze to be uh, cancelled off uh, for uh, or ruled off offside. Actually, it wasn't Chukweze, but I forget who the ball initially gets gets passed to. It might have been uh, Alex. I'm not hundred percent hundred percent sure. Um, but yeah, it's another one. Uh, sure, it's another one nil win. And you talk about closing off games before with Carlo Angelotti, and that's something that Xavi has reiterated as well. Is that you know closing off games is crucial because scraping by. In, in this context, right, at least through the scoreline, scraping by with just a, a one goal or the minimum margin, you're always playing, you know, in risky territory. The, the the margin of error is very, very small. And talented teams like Villarreal can, of course, punish you and, and until, you know, deep in the 90 minutes at the last second where all your hard work throughout, you know, whatever it might be, 93 minutes is then wiped away in the final minute. Because um, because of the talent of the opposition, because you know one player snoozed for one second too long, and whatever it might be. So coaches, of course, want to see the scoreline inflated, as do fans. But if you ask me, I don't know if it, I don't know if this was your question, but does this concern me? I would say you know maybe not concern. I don't think it, it, anybody's going to lose sleep over it, but it's something that you would 
want to, you know, obviously see improved on. Uh, but that's stating the obvious, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if concern was my was the word I used, and I don't think that's necessarily the right word to use because there's really at this point there's no concern because even if there was, the league is pretty much wrapped up. As much as you want to be humble about it or not jinx it, it's over. So even if there was concern, it's I don't think I think the margin of error now is so big that it won't won't really matter. But uh, I guess it would matter more if you're going to Europa League or those two games against Real Madrid. The the two obvious chances were the two Morales ones, where he should have done way better in those and two Morales, situations. Way off. Yeah, I mean he had two. Badly, yeah. He should have done better in the first half. Was yeah, uh, but there were a lot of chances that Villarreal had that didn't result in shots, and I think this is where you have to bring in Araujo into the discussion. Mm, good point. Because I, I honestly, yeah. and maybe. In some, I don't think it does, but some people might think it overrates him in a bit, what I'm about to say. But I don't think it's even possible to play this way without him. He's like Mm. a one-man machine that transcends any defensive deficiencies you have. Like the fact that Villarreal could have had like six breakaways in this game and they didn't because Araujo just ran over and just pushed Yeremi Pino aside like he was just a feather. (laughs) It's insane how good he is, and he is. and I like we we look at Barca's defensive record. It's obviously insane. I think it's like ninety. I don't know what the number is. I feel like it's like eighty percent insane because of him. What was what was happening? Remember that period where he was injured? How many goals did you concede when he was out? I don't know. Right now, it's sixteen clean sheets in twenty-one games. Sixteen clean sheets in twenty-one. So, but. I I don't know, you know the the the, the Barca have conceded one goal so far this year, twenty twenty three. One goal, and yeah. you know what that was? In twenty twenty in twenty twenty what? Twenty twenty three. Barca have conceded one goal so far. Uh, Kunde's own goal. Oh yeah, in La Liga anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no. no. In, in all competitions. Oh yeah, Super Cup was in December, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, was it? No, no, no. That's not right. No. That's not right. No, but no, anyways, in La, in La Liga. You're right. In La Liga. In La Liga. No, no. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, the no, two no. against Betis are the one I'm yes, thinking. Yes, yes, But yeah, yes. yeah. The the Kunde Ongo. But I just remember that period when you guys were conceding because he didn't play the Clasico, the three goals there. Yeah. He didn't play against Inter, right? <sighs> he didn't play Inter for sure. Not he was not there. No. That's three goals and, and yeah. Bayern, I can't remember. He was, I want to say he was out. I mean, he got injured. He was out for a long time. I mean, he didn't partake in the in the World Cup because he was, you know, injured for so long. He, he, I don't think he played against Bayern either. Yeah. That was kind of like the whole argument that the whole back line, neither did Christensen, neither did Koundé. Yeah. It was, you know. Yeah. I, obviously, those two players are, are important too. I just think that Adolfo is like the main guy, you know? Yeah, for sure. He's a superstar. Um, did you see the interview he had with Gerard Romero? No. There was a... He had, he had was some today. nice... You're right. I think it was today, yeah. Yeah, no, I did hear that that was taking place. What did you say? I, I only saw one part of it because it was related to Vinicius, and uh, he had some nice things to say about Vinicius. All right. I was happy because it, he didn't add to the hysteria of that Vinicius is provoking, and I think because I think that was Romero's intention was like he was he wanted to get a soundbite of 
yeah. you know, Vinicius does this, does Clearly. that, and all this stuff. Um, but you don't have the exact quote. Uh, it was very short. It was like, uh, Vinicius is an amazing player and he's hard to defend or something like that. Mm. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I don't know if you saw but a few of our listeners pointed out that you brought out that example of Vinicius leaving the, the field that day in the Camp Nou. I haven't that, seen that. I, that, I need uh, to catch up with our community. That in that instance, yeah, people who are not patrons won't understand the context of this, but it was a discussion on the patron-only episode last week. But uh, they brought up the fact that referee told Vinicius to go out on that side of the field because it was closer. Just wanted it reminded me of all this because we were talking about Araujo and Vinicius and Classicos and stuff. Yeah. I have about ten minutes. Anything you want to prioritize? Oh, that was it. Okay. Uh I felt like you had something else to say. I thought you were gonna say something more about Araujo and sing his praises. I was like a it was like a three minute monologue. What else do you want? Okay. Uh no, no, it was great. Dude, I, I, I know I've said this before, but I really need to get in touch with uh, the dude that does your sound Social bites, media? those snippets. Yeah, Angelo. Yeah. Angelo Valdez. Angelo. I'm, I'm calling Shout out to you. Angelo if you're listening. You. He probably is. <clears throat> I, need, I want to work with you, Angelo. Get in touch with me. I'll just, I'll just connect get in you touch guys. With you. Please connect us. Um, but, um, yeah, those are good. No, uh, how are you doing? Like, I know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm completely digressing now. How am I doing? That's a very Wait, loaded question. How are you doing? It wasn't done yet. How are you doing with TikTok? What's what's your uh, situation over there? So it's a different beast. I have. Uh, so this is a it, this part of the podcast. If anyone wants to get in, start doing TikToks and they're skeptical or they're scared for whatever reason to start posting, you got to give yourself permission to post. And that's what I've learned. I have, I only have 1800 followers on TikTok, but, um, but a lot of views and it varies. Like who knows, like some videos, I have one video that did half a million and then I'll do another video that did Jesus. like, I'll have another video that does like 400 or 300. So it's really unpredictable. I have no idea how this stuff gets really decided and how the algorithm yeah. works, yeah, but yeah, it does yeah. well. Um, hmm. and the, the ones that do does well. One, it's the, if I do like video breakdown, because TikTok will not ban you, La Liga won't ban you for copyright on TikTok. 
Okay. So if I do like something video breakdown, that does really well. Or the ones that Angelo makes for me. The ones that I go out and clip by myself don't do nearly as well. So, okay. Um, and I find you have to be okay with posting things without much context and being taken the wrong way. Because sometimes Angelo will, will cut out these things for me and I'm like, dude, what? this is not even what I said. You know, I, just, I explained this for an hour and you made a sound bite. It makes me look terrible. And he's like, dude, trust me. Really? Just post it and deal with the hate that comes with it. It's views. You need exposure. I was like, all right, man, trust the process. So I, I post it even though I'm like, man, this is not actually what I said, but, but it gets, but it, it works. So you got to be kind of okay with, um, with being that kind of soundbite guy that gets taken the wrong yeah. way, even though it's not really what you said. Yeah. Um, so that, that part I have always struggled with because I'm not really a controversial person. Uh, I don't really post things to get clicks. So for that reason, my, my growth is organic and slow. Um, whereas other people will amass much, much more quickly than I will because they're, they're okay with being a little bit more controversial and stuff. And I just, I, that's not necessarily the audience I want to grow. It's not your nature. Yeah. It's not really the audience I want to grow. Like I've, I've always been focused on building a community and being able to monetize a smaller amount of people than putting out, yeah, putting out the mass that I can't monetize. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, I, yeah, it's been a learning curve. But I guess what I was uh, – okay, that's really good. Thank you for that, breaking it down like that. But what I also – my question was more towards leaning – was more leaning towards how it takes up your day-to-day, like how consuming it is and if oh, it's nothing. a drag. No, nothing. Like I'm not I mean, really I'm, on oh, If you media. have someone who's doing it for you, you just press post, right? right. Um, but – but if you do it yourself, it's definitely time consuming. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So if the ones I do myself, I just take note. Okay, that, that's kind of interesting. I'll just make a note and then I have to go and clip it. And that yeah. takes time. Yeah. Also, if you're going to make your own captions, that's really hard to do. It's not hard. It's just time consuming. If you do yeah. auto-generate captions on Instagram, they always misspell like half the half the things you say. Like, um, Especially if you bring talk about players' names, like Vinicius is always like some weird word that I've never seen. Ancelotti is always like something. Uh, yeah, I have to, you have to go and edit that stuff. That's that's yeah, time yeah, consuming. Yeah. That's for sure time consuming. Yeah. Um. Well, Angelo, if you hear this, let's let's have a chat. <clears throat> uh, I went on this kind of binge. I don't know if it was just me. But in the last like 24 hours, it seems like there's been so many trailers that just dropped. I watched the trailer for The Flash. I was like, oh my God, I was not expecting this to be this promising. So I watched that uh, new John Wick trailer I'm super excited about. I'm, I'm lining it up. In the next 24 months, 12 to 24 months, I'm going to watch all of these on the airplane on the small screen. Very excited. I'm not going to be there I, opening night in the movie theater, but I'll wait till it comes out in the movie in the airplane, like months later. I somewhat knew about Flash. I didn't know. I don't even know what's the second one you said. John what? John Wick. Oh, you don't know John Wick, dude? No, this is the greatest franchise in movie history. Keanu really? Reeves. He just it starts with number one. They kill his dog, and then he just goes out and just tries to kill everyone for like for like four movies straight. It's incredibly gruesome, and it's just pure action. It's incredible. You got to watch John Wick. Okay. I, I can't believe that's like that one has gotten by me. But um, 
what are you making of the the the, the weekly soap that is uh, Qatar Saint Germain? <laughs> Love it. Love it. That just from a from a unity and cohesion standpoint, that that whole collection of talent is is a ticking time bomb. And also the fact that if it was, I think, managed by like Zidane and and, and a different board overseeing it, it would be much different. But the way they're run, the, it's a gong show. So now all of a sudden we're in a situation where they have these messy Neymar rumors, which I actually don't think will affect them as much as people are making it out to be. But obviously Mbappe is not playing in the first leg. That could also work in Byron's favor too. So we'll see how that goes. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump the gun on that one. We'll see tomorrow. By the way, you know what I hate? What? All these games are at the same time. Both mm. of, I want to watch Milan Tottenham Tottenham really badly tomorrow, but it can't because it's against it's PSG and Byron. I don't do the dual screens. I've never been good with multitasking in that situation. On Wednesday, it's a gong show. Manchester City, Arsenal, Real Madrid versus Elche, and then Borussia versus Chelsea all at the same time. I don't know how, what is, that's not UEFA's fault, but tomorrow, like in general, they put all these games at the same time, these Champions League games. There's only two games on the schedule now. Just separate them. It's annoying. You guys play next week, I guess. Yeah, next week. My first time. So we're not, go- we're not going to talk until Thursday, which by the way, I need to talk to you off air because Thursday looks like I might have to call the EuroLeague game. For Barca. I actually was going to ask you. It's an early kickoff in that one. And also, obviously, there's yeah, there's United Barca. Uh, That's at six thirty, right? Six forty-five. Six forty-five. <clears throat> yeah, Thursday but, is probably um, a, a no-go then. Yeah, it looks that way. But but there's a whole thing going because of uh, like the, the the strikes at Barca Studios. It might be that nobody's working that day. I don't know. Um, We'll talk, but uh, yeah, we won't. Hopefully, we can talk quickly to do preview for the Barca Manchester. Otherwise, we miss that window of opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out off here. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, man. Good chatting. All right, bye. Good, good yeah, luck man. on uh, Thursday. Thanks. It's going to be a really fun game. A rare, yeah. really, really fun game to look forward to in the Europa League. And fire that off. I will watch that. Unlike cool. unlike you not watching our Club World Cup, I will watch it. Thank you for watching the, the, the You're welcome. historical clash between two giants. It'll be a good game. 13 times, here, I'll, I'll end at this. 13 times we've met, six wins for Barca, three losses, four draws. Most recent, the two Champions League finals. Let's write another chapter, United... Manchester. Do you want United. to give us a quick prediction? I think we're gonna get a good we'll get a good result two two nil at home. Okay, we'll walk, we'll go to Stanford Bridge with two nil. Old Trafford. Sorry, Stanford Bridge. Jesus Christ, Old Trafford. All right, cool, bro. Good chatting. Right. This is fun. Yes, we'll chat yes. uh, later on, later on this week over on Patreon.com/slash/TuristlyTacticals. Thanks, buddy. You too. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.